Welcome back to Growing His Word, man. God bless you guys, man. Listen, last week was radical. Paul departed from Athens and he went to Corinth and he found a certain uh, Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus. <laughs> they were from Italy, man. But they left. We talked about that, man. Ministering in Corinth and how Paul got defended. God defended him. Paul did not even have to open his mouth to defend the faith. God had already provided for Paul's defense. He had prepared Gallio to make the correct decision that no crime had to be committed against Rome. And Gallio considered Christianity Christianity to be a Jewish sect because Judaism was an established religion in Rome, Roman Empire, and this sect was not in violation of the Roman law. And Gallio and his bailiffs uh, basically drove out the accusers of, of his presence. And once again, the sovereign hand of God preserved the life of faithful Saul, who was Paul. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for growing in his word. Lord, we know that you're here, Father. We know that your Holy Spirit is real. And Lord, as we study this chapter, Father, in chapter 19 of Acts, we see, Lord, how your ministry went forward and how important it is today. So, Lord, we come before you, Lord, and we ask that you arrive, Father, and move me out of the way. (laughs) And uh, just uh, thank you for this podcast and this time. In your holy name, Jesus, amen. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. Paul <laughs> Paul had his hair cut. He did his, his Nazarite vow last week. We talked about how in Numbers chapter 6, such a vow had to be fulfilled in Jerusalem where the hair would be presented to God. And vows were made either in gratitude for God's blessing, like Paul's safekeeping in Corinth, or as part of a, a, a petition for future blessings. And boy, was Paul blessed this whole chapter, man. He was working for the Lord, praising the Lord, building those tents with leather tents. And, you know, he had probably muscles, big old muscles on his hands and calluses on his on his fingers. Wow. You ever had those where they burn and he had the handkerchief, you know, and sweating all down his elbows? Who knows, man? But listen, let me tell you something. He wasn't riding a bicycle <laughs> and he wasn't knocking on doors. Listen, he was letting the Holy Spirit direct his path. And Paul's custom was to go to the Jews first whenever he, whenever he entered the new city. And he went into the Corinth. He began his proclamation of Jesus in the synagogue. And after several attempts to reach the Jews in Corinth, he attempted at, you know, he had a few results. But Paul turned his attention almost exclusively to the Gentiles. And I hear that, and it breaks my heart because, not because Paul intentionally left, was because the Holy Spirit directed him to go to other parts of the world so that he could bless other believers and that they could become saved, even in the state of Michigan. (laughs) I love Michigan, man. Uh, And you know what? God loves Michigan, but God loves the United States, and he loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. But listen to this, man, because it's important. Paul... Returned to Antioch last time. We were in that chapter in, in, in 18 and 19. And he departed. And he was on his third missionary. And Paul traveled back to Asia Minor to visit the churches that had been established on previous trips. And the cities included Derby and Lystra and Iconium and Antioch and Ephesus. And then Apollos was born at Alexandria. We talked about that. And then we talked about how Paul had to go to Ephesus, how he tried to go there, but 
but was forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Church, believers, podcast listeners, I'm so excited this morning because, you know, I really believe in the Holy Spirit as a special, powerful, radical part of God, man. A tribune of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is one. Echad in Hebrew. For all you listeners, Jesus Christ in Hebrew, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically telling you that Jesus, you know, is a Jew, but Jesus loves you. And he gave you his Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you how some believers, um, I'm not some kind of holy rolling, you know, radical southern Pentecostal that's going to shove some handkerchief in your mouth. And no, man, I'm going to just tell you flat out. Paul, okay, went out and he talked to believers. He converted them, but the most important part is, is he showed when he went to Ephesus that he, that he and you and me, I, all of us can be born and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? You know, years ago I was invited to a church and I was called to preach the gospel there and I stood inside this church and the guy, everything appeared to be normal. And the guy said, well, welcome to this church here. And it was uh, years back. And I went in there and the pastor began to show me the church. And he said, we're going to preach on the Holy Spirit this morning. And we're going we're gonna to preach. And exactly, this is the chapter that he wanted me to teach on. And it was amazing because we are in chapter 19 now. You so... I went into the church and I began to pray and they had the beautiful worship and oh, it was a quite interesting day when the blankets came out and I'm looking around and I see people starting to gather blankets (laughs) and uh, handkerchiefs and uh, I start to see people move close to me. And I'm, I'm getting kind of nervous, and I'm saying, what, what, what's going on here, man? And the pastor starts to tell me, oh, you know, they're going to be drunk in the Holy Spirit soon. And, you know, and I'm saying, oh, no, you're not. This isn't how the Holy Spirit works. Listen, and some people would hear this sermon right now and say, oh, how dare you? Well, this isn't what they were doing. They were uh, rolling on the ground, and they were crying and laughing, and they were acting drunk in the spirit and they were while they were doing marvelous weird things that I couldn't comprehend and I don't think I liked it very much and so I don't know what I I I don't know what I said but people kind of put the blankets away and (laughs) sat back down and we began to restore order in the body and some women were trying to compete and speak in tongues with one another. And the gifts are there, but when they're used to be out of order and they're not in order, then it becomes a circus. And I I really thought I was in a circus. And I had to stop certain things and continue the gospel. But this is what I preached on. And this is what uh, came out of it. And it's amazing because... And when it happened while Apollos was at Corinth... That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, 
verse 2 says, He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Well, John's baptism taught that the repentance was in preparation for the coming of the Messiah. John's followers had scattered throughout Asia Minor and into Egypt, and Apollos was a disciple of John the Baptist. And apparently he did not know about the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and resurrection. Now, but the ascension also and the ascending of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is very powerful. Okay? And... They didn't know, you know, they'd been baptized into the baptism of John's baptism, but they had never heard about the Holy Spirit. All they knew was that one mightier than John was to come, because that's what he was talking about. Remember, in the beginning, remember Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they did not know that Jesus, the Messiah, the one mightier than John, had already come, and he died for their sins and had been raised from the dead and had ascended to the Father, and had already sent the Holy Spirit, and they that to uh, uh, they needed to hear the rest of the gospel. So believers, as soon as this happened, these men could place their faith in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit. And when you receive Jesus, you need to ask Jesus to give you the Holy Spirit. It's free. It's a helper. It's like an extra. You go to a restaurant and you order something on the menu. You're already getting Jesus, who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you're getting a milkshake with it. Sweet. You know? <laughs> oh, what an amazing time. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. I got to calm down. I don't want to get drunk in the Spirit. <laughs> and so, they said into John's baptism, basically. And then Paul said in verse 4, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Listen, verse 5 says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Tongues you may do, and you may speak, and you may prophesy in order. It means you have to have an interpreter with you, so nobody's confused. And it must be in order. There's order in the body. And he went out, and, and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months. Now, I am just excited about that. I think that's the best scripture in the Bible. You know, some people say, oh, my, 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 I don't know when, where my calling is. And I don't know if I'm called and I'm going to wait on my calling. Listen, Jesus called us from birth before the foundations of the world was even thought of. He knew us, the Bible says. Those he foreknown, he also predestined. And we don't need to think about if we should wait on our calling. We need to just jump on the calling, man. It's like when you're riding a wave. You see it coming, you're going to get on it, right? Right? Oh, yeah, there it is. Here it comes. You're not going to stand there at the beach and go, hit me, wave. No. 
Jesus has already called you to jump on that wave, ride the Holy Spirit's pushing you by the Holy Spirit. Who's moving the water? Well, the Earth, gra- the Earth's uh, gravitational pull from the Moon. Well, just think of it as the Holy Spirit pushing you. You're on the water. You're already baptized, and Jesus is in control. There's your calling. You don't gotta wait. That's laziness. I'm going to sit here and get wet and cool off. Christ is saying, get off your your assets and move. Move your hands and feet. You're not going to drown, are you? Well, that's kind of mean, Pastor. I don't know where my calling is. Maybe your calling is on your knees and to be a prayer warrior. But we got to be ready. In season out, the Bible says in Timothy. God wants to lay hands on you, man. The Holy Spirit was received without the laying on of hands. But by laying on the hands with Paul, Paul was just demonstrating his authority that he was, you know, his, his um, apostolic of authority, affirming unity in the new church of Ephesus. Okay? Because the church in Jerusalem, they were already empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak foreign languages and to do what they had to do. But the speaking of the tongue was a sign to others that they were part of the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 14. And so we see the radical miracles that Jesus is doing, man. And he's saying, get ready. Get out there. Be the light. Be the sons of light. Be the way. Become the way, the truth, and the light, man. That's what they call the disciples, the way, man. Ride the wave, man, of Jesus. I got a friend, man. His name is James. You know, he lives in Tennessee, and you know he's 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 gone through so much in life, man. And I, and I and and years go by, and years go by, and he loves to just take his guitar out, man, and just sing beautiful music to God. He doesn't do it for himself. Oh, here comes another song for myself. He sings to the Lord because he's excited, even though he looks calm. Oh, there's like an excitement inside of him of thrashing waves, and they're like, bang, bang. You know, he's just praising the Lord, and he's. He loves Jesus. He's gone through so much and he continues to string his guitar because he loves Jesus. We need to be like James and just love Jesus and get out there and be on fire for Jesus. You know? I mean, it's, 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 and James knows it's not about himself. Sorry, I'm talking about you, James. I should have told you, but listen, he loves Jesus. We need to, we need to love Jesus. We need to become more like Christ. We need to become more like God. We got to get out there, and we and, and and we need to we need to understand that God has a plan for us. Listen to this because it's important. You know, my buddy James could have hardened his heart. You ever see people when their heart their hearts are hardened? Ugh, get away from me! I don't want to talk to you. And then they slander other people. No. James didn't do that, even though the trials he went through in this life were so hard. I can't tell you about them because it's it's not for the whole world to know. But he, he he went forward, man. He moved on, and he didn't harden his heart like this first. Listen, because the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, prophesied. But verse 8 says, And he went to the synagogue, spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened... And did not believe, but spoke evil of the way. That's what they call themselves, the way. Because they had to hide of what they were. 
Before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of, of Trinius, Trinius and, and continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Listen, Paul said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here for two years and start a school now. And that's what he did. He started a school called The Way. That's what he did. He started a school and he continued. He continued on and God did so many miracles. Listen to this. God worked so many unusual miracles by his hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from the from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Yeah, I remember those days. Weirdos and wackos try to send you, send you handkerchiefs today. You turn on channel, whatever it is on blah 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 and you see a pastor on there crying on it saying oh lord jesus oh i'm gonna send this handkerchief to you we found it in the shroud of jesus christ send me 1999 send me 20 bucks and i'm gonna send you this handkerchief and get them spirits out of you Dude, save it, man. Flushed your handkerchief down the toilet. Some lady called me. I was sick, and she said, out of nowhere, Oh, I'm going to send you a handkerchief. Give me your address. And you know what I did? Okay? You're going to laugh. I mean, I took the handkerchief and mailed it back to her. Only I put a Bible scripture in there, man. And I told her, listen, take your handkerchief and burn it. I don't need it. I have Jesus. We don't need, that was a one-time deal, man. I mean, yeah, God can work powerful stuff, but we don't need to get on the channel Christian News and report how much we can send you bunk stuff. Don't, church, don't send your money to, to these guys. They're crooks. If Paul was here, he'd say, you know what? Go give it to the widows and orphans. Remember, that's what Jesus wanted us to witness to. Remember, the widows and the orphans. Kind of reminds me of the church when I was preaching this sermon at that church in the beginning of the conversation, you know, and the guys when I was preaching the gospel to them, they're putting these handkerchiefs on them and dancing around like a circus show. And I'm going, dude, what are you doing? You're scaring me. My kids are scared now. Hissing like a snake. <sighs> like, wow, are you kidding me? Whew. Wow. Unreal, man, what these believers, some of them, think they're doing. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Sweat rags being used. Listen, these were God's powerful works because that town at that time was engulfed with magic. Okay? Now let's get into the Word of God. Verse by verse is what we're teaching today, folks. We're not teaching a... Uh, just a spoonful of medicine, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down or, you know, uh, no Pete's dragon pass him a quaddy here. Listen, this is what's going on, okay? And I'm going to give it to you, all right? So basically this town was a place, a, a, a theater, an amphitheater of, 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 of um, you know, they were, Pagan man, they were they were they were into magic and and and, and nasty. Puff the magic dragon, you know. And Paul was like, "Dude, that's not going to fly here." Okay, we're not going to teach that. Okay, so 
that's why he used the handkerchief God because they were using handkerchiefs to swipe away magical stuff and and Paul said enough of that and God God took the handkerchiefs and did something crazy with it and you're going to watch right here it says he went out and then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists came out took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had had evil spirits saying we exorcise you by the by the Jesus whom Paul preaches oh that's nice listen to this verse 14 says also there were seven sons of of uh, Skeva a Jewish chief priest who did so and verse 15 says and the evil spirit answered and said Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you and then the man in whom the evil spirit was, was he leaped out of them, man, scared the heck out of them, man. He powered them and he prevailed against. So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> this became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them. Okay? And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Okay, so verse 19 says, Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. Listen to this. So, so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed because they repented. Listen, we need to burn the things of evil and get with right with Christ. Fear came on them. Okay? Fear came on them. It was like the Ghostbuster scene, man, where that guy comes out in the end, man. Who's the gatekeeper? You know, he, he's all nasty coming out. Listen, they were into magic. Palm readers. They were into that garbage. But we believers need to burn the things in our lives that don't correlate with Jesus Christ. We need to let the Holy Spirit come into our life and lead our life. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, they got the Holy Spirit in them. And they were, they were happy. They said, I want to burn this garbage now. They used to be, you know, Paul was telling them straight up. You know, the Bible says, Do you know, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Honor God. You don't own yourself, but God owns you. Don't wait on your calling. We don't need to wait on our calling. That's like waiting for a lottery ticket you're never going to get. We need to get out there and let the Holy Spirit in us work. Because John 14, 16 says... And I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Amazing. You know? It's the Holy Spirit that speaks in our tongue. Not man. It's what that verse was talking about. They saw and seemed to be tongues of the fire that separated and came to rest on each other, all of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We can be enabled. All we got to do is hit a button, man, and say, Jesus, enable us. What then is God's basis for the outpouring of the Spirit? It is the exaltation of the Lord Jesus. Acts 2, 3, 3, because Jesus died on the cross and my sins are forgiven because He is exalted to the throne. 
I am endued with power from on high. The one gift is no more dependent than others upon what I am, what I am, or what I do. I did not merit forgiveness. And neither do I merit the gift of the Spirit. I receive everything not by walking on and not by walking, but by sitting down and resting in Jesus. There's no need to wait, believers. No, you don't gotta wait. If then, you know, it's it's God is ready. Are you ready? Paul's giving it to him. Just get on your knees and say, I want it. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. I believe that you are the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Don't you know in Luke chapter 11 says that if you then though, if, if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I want to ask Him right now. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ephesians 4.30 Amazing. We're seated with the, with the Holy Spirit. We're seated in heaven. Oh, it's so... I, I, I'm so excited. You, I'm so sorry. I'm, I just... I, look. Listen. I taught you this in the very beginning of Acts chapter 1-8. This was the opening in Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Do you think Jesus Christ is a liar? He says he's not a liar. He's perfect. He's 100% man and 100% God, right? So Jesus can't lie, right? No, he can't lie because he's perfect. God's not a liar. Satan is. And when he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything, I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. Matthew 28, verse 19, 20. He's not a liar. He's there for you. He's there for you. Wow. Amazing. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? You know that. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Peter replied, and it was 1 Corinthians 2.11, but Peter replied, repent and be baptized to every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pastors, teachers, please teach on the Holy Spirit because He's the Father and He's the Son. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. They are there's Shalosh Achad Stein Shalosh Achad three and one, and Jesus Christ wants to know you. Because Acts five thirty two says we are witnesses of the things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. Listen, listen, listen. I love you guys. I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm glad that you're hearing that Jesus Christ can give you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that they're that they're like a hard-boiled egg. 
the outer shell, there's three parts and one distinct God. Okay? And a lot of people teach about Jesus, but they don't teach about the Holy Spirit, how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Okay? And we'll leave you with this scripture because it says, it says, listen to this. All right? Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry before about what to say because it doesn't say because it says just say whatever is given to you at that time for it's not you speaking but the holy spirit it's real mark chapter 13 11 listen god wants to work through you will you let him work through you will you say listen lord i want i want to be in your spirit i want to be in you christ okay when you do that that's when god can use you effectively listen paul was teaching them Exactly what I was, what I'm telling you this morning. This is what Paul was saying. Paul was teaching them all that they need to burn their garbage and repent. You need to burn your things of the evil and get with God, and don't let the devil rob your joy. Listen, Father, we come before you. We thank you for this podcast. What an amazing time, Lord. We want to pray for uh, the whole United States. We want to thank you, Father what you've done on the cross and we want to thank you for the work that you're doing now lord we know in these times father that you're here for us and we know lord that it's not about us but it's about you and so father give us this radical holy spirit that you have today father give me that holy spirit say lord i want that holy spirit in my life it tastes so good oh father will you come by your holy spirit and dwell in me so that i can share your love with so many others we ask this in jesus name amen father well father one more thing father god we thank you for these new podcast listeners that emailed me lord let them be blessed and let their families be blessed and know that the enemy will try to attack and scatter their relationship with you but lord give them that that spiritual awakening and that love in jesus name amen thank you guys for logging on to growing in his word Listen, Growing in His Word is a podcast sponsored by Jesus and powered by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) We love you guys, man. And next week, we're going to get into uh, chapter 19. We're going to finish chapter 19. And we're going to continue in verse 21 next week. And we love you guys. God bless you guys. And remember, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. God bless you, man. And be the light.